Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That we all started by a month. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by two of my buddies, and I'm so excited because we have such a fun topic tonight. But before we get into that, let's see how everybody's doing. I'm going to start with my buddy, The South, man. How are you, Aussie Dave? I'm good, mate. How are you? Hang, I'm good, man. Hanging out with Dan today, it looked like. Well, just a quick just a quick visit. I was in the middle of tour, and it's this fascinating thing when people try to like say hi to me. Sometimes I'll be like, I got 10 minutes. Let's have a chat and catch up. Other times I'm like, I literally have 30 seconds. I got to go. Um, so the, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just whatever it happens to be at the time. And yeah, but got to say hi really quickly, grab a photo uh, in Epcot. He'd just ridden um guardians of the galaxy and was headed towards i don't know something to do with a you know, vermin infestation in france or something so <laughs> yeah. well put did um was he with a big group or was he by himself at the time he was just by himself so gotcha. i think he came looking for me he ditched ditched his friends like i'm not cool enough to be introduced well, it's to his not wider even- circle friends so he's down on a fam trip for away with me travel and uh <gasps> so he's with a big group of travelers from all around the united states and they oh, take you. I, it's it's, yeah. it's a complimentary trip, so I mean you can't really be. Yeah. It. And uh, but part of the day is spent touring different resorts and stuff like that. And they asked me like, "You want to go?" And I was like, "Ah, let Dan go. Dan have fun, you know. Um, <laughs> that that'll be great." So and then he's going on a cruise too. So he's having just like a a great. Dude, that's a tough life. Wow. Well, also, can we admit something? There is no way all three of our wives are going to let us just take off and and go to Disney and go on cruises without him. Jen's like, "Please go, get out of here." It's not an option. <laughs> I don't think Laura would notice that I was gone, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, yeah, I got a really busy work week, honey. You haven't seen me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm going out for milk. I'll see you in a little while, and that would be the end of it. See you <laughs> well, in a, show up in a week. Speaking of that voice, you know who it is. Uh, Mike, man, how are you, bud? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in the um, – this is my uh, – you know, we've talked about how crazy my schedule can be. This is my short week, so I only have to work two days this week because I worked a lot the last couple of weeks. So um, I'm excited, and the best part about this week is we're having a work Christmas party uh, on Saturday, so I'm looking forward to that, hanging out with people. It's nice to do that kind of stuff outside of work, kind of let your hair down a little bit um, for those of us that have a little bit of hair. Uh, and you know, just kind of relax, and so it's kind of nice to have that there. Um, it's, it's the time of year that I love. It's Christmas time. The house is decorated. Um, we're in a much festive mood this year than we were last year. Last year, there was a lot of uncertainty because we were going through the move, and it was the last year on our old house. So it's been a much better vibe. Sarah's done with school. She's home here for the next couple of weeks. So uh, I'm excited to get that time of year. I'm excited to see my friends the next couple of days, and uh, it's, it's going to be a good week. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll be down in the parks relatively soon. I was wish I was coming sooner because I, I mean, um, this is the first year in a long time I haven't been down to see Christmas decorations all over the place. And so I'm kind of bummed about that a little bit, but uh, I will be down 
for Marathon Weekend. Of course, we are raising money for Give Kids the World still at this time. DDP Today and Away With Me Travel are matching the first $1,000 given. And every $10 you give between now and the end of the month will get your name entered into a contest to become a guest host on DDP Today. You pick the topic. We'll have lots of fun. We'll make sure all the hosts are here, and we will have a blast with you. Um, so make sure to get that in. Lots of people have been super generous. There's lots of people entered. Um, and then we're also going to do a couple other drawings for some other stuff as well. So, look, the main thing is this. Yeah, the giveaways are great. Yes, we love matching the money, but let's get this money in, and let's hit that $10,000 goal for Give Kids the World. We're so close. Let's push it over the finish line. Uh, and then, of course, we're down there to celebrate that with Marathon Weekend and the DDP Today Sorcerers running team. Uh, super excited about that. Dave, it's um, it's interesting whenever it's this time of year in the parks because with the Candlelight Processional, we see more celebrity sightings in the Disney parks, I feel like, the month of November and December than we do the rest of the year. Uh, you're in the parks every day. You deal with this type of thing. You agree with that statement? <sighs> Probably, and I don't think it's only uh, something that is instigated through, say, candlelight or something like that. I think it's more that, like, as we head into this season, a lot of uh, film shoots, mm. movies wrap up, uh, things like that, and um, if their availability for to spend time with friends and family is dictated by that. Uh, by that recording schedule uh, and they've been in the middle of particularly those who do TV shows or something like that um, they they don't get much time off uh, in general so uh, to be able to do something like take a weekend away and go on a vacation with the family so uh, as those wrap up and stop operation for the holidays I think we definitely see uh, a little bit more of an influx and then yeah of course we're going to have um, candlelight and then we uh, back in November we also have had filming for mm -hmm. the for the Disney Parks uh, Christmas celebration um, that will air on TV. So um, things like that are uh, definitely going to impact that. Well, I tell you, it's one of those things too. Like I remember being in the parks while they were filming for the Christmas celebration, and that is a epic day. I mean, that is a journey in itself. If you want to be a part of it, it is long. It's intense. Um, it's about three days yeah, um, to lot. get everything done. And that's just the Disney World aspects. Uh, and then there's also like some stuff that is then done over the next couple of weeks um, randomly where they'll be like, oh, yeah, we're doing some B-roll stuff and we're, mm -hmm. and this, this crew's going to be in this place and this person's coming back to do one more take of something. Or, yeah, so they do some uh, final edits and that as well in the lead up. So, yeah, it's quite a process. Well, just today, uh, look, I have to admit something. I have stood afar and took in, taken in, take, took in, wow, taken in the candlelight Ooh. processional. Uh, I'm pulling a Dan Rossi right now and just making mm. words up. Uh, yeah. I have, I've stood back and I've taken in the candlelight processional, but I've never actually sat down and enjoyed uh, the show itself. And as we record this, the great Josh Gad is in Walt Disney World. Um, he was in the parks today, and he is, of course, leading the candlelight processional uh, for tonight. This is his last night doing it, um, and then it will move on. And it got me to thinking, guys, because whenever we talk about seeing celebrities in the parks, a lot of these celebrities got their start not in the parks as guests, but in the parks as cast members. Whenever we look at some celebrities, they've kind of cut their chops, either comedically or actors or singers, by working for the mouse. And I think it is super important that tonight's topic, we get into 10 celebrities who started as Disney cast members. Dave... How important uh, is it to be a, or how much, I guess I should ask it this way, how much does it help to be a Disney cast member 
um, when wanting to go into an entertainment field? Um, I mean, I think it's one of those things that is probably looked on quite fondly, but then, uh, the person that you just mentioned and that's in Disney world right now, Josh Gad, as part of his, uh, acceptance speech for, to be, uh, a <laughs> Disney, uh, Disney legend, he acknowledged that he didn't get the job at Disney. He applied, I think, to be a jungle cruise skipper yep. mm -hmm. and got told no. Um, and then went off to do other things. So it's definitely not a requirement by any means, but, um, and, and that's a really great story that he then came back to work for the company that initially went, we don't want you to be a, a, a cast member on a boat. So, um, so yeah, so, but, um, definitely one of those things that, uh, has been looked on fondly over the years. And I think it has also ebbed and flowed. I mean, back in the day, they, uh, for some of these that we're going to talk about, like back in the early days of the Disney company to, to be walking away after a stint working in the theme parks was, uh, was a badge of honor that could really open up some doors in the entertainment field or things like that, which is why we see so many of them that came through those ranks. I think they said to Josh Gad, when he went to central casting, they said, um, you don't have the personality to be a jungle cruise skipper. Wow. That is a mess up, Mike. I mean, that's like one of those, like, you really should not be in casting if you're messing that one up that bad. Yeah, that's like not signing Derek Jeter, you know, on the first <laughs> round of the year. Uh, <laughs> nah, he, he'll be all right. He's, he's okay. I don't think he's that great. But, um, but yeah, I, it's really no surprise, too, when you think about it, because if you want to get someplace in the entertainment industry, whether it be, you know, movies, whether it be TV, whether it be Broadway, you know, I, I, it's no surprise. The two places you want to be in life is probably either New York or L.A. You don't always think of Florida as being that particular place because not having Broadway and some of the other stuff. But surprisingly, a lot of them did start out in Florida. But uh, you kind of know that. The production in California—that's that, where you got to go if you want to be made. You know, you're not gonna—you're not gonna be a—you know—a kid out of college who wants to be an actress and move to Central Ohio because you, you're probably not gonna get your your big break there. You know, you want to be in New York and you want to be in LA. So to see people come through the Disneyland, um, you know. Working, trying to you know you know get get known in the industry, kind of get their feet wet when it comes to performing. I think that's a great aspect and great place to start. And having Disney as on your resume as being a cast member is obviously a fantastic thing because we know what a strict company they are with you know following rules and, and having a certain standard of employees. So I think it's no surprise that quite a few celebrities did start out this way. Yeah, well, we're going to start right with uh, our number ten. Um, we're going back a little ways, Mike. I'm coming to you. Um, we're going to an actress, American actress. She's been in over 212 titles. Um, of course, she is mostly famous for her work on television. And we are talking about the great Joanne Kearns, who is uh, who started as a Disney employee, Mike. Yeah, and you know, one of the main TV shows that she uh, that she was on was Growing Pains. It was a TV sitcom that I watched as a, as a kid growing up quite a bit. I believe Kurt Cameron was in that also. Um, but that was one of those old school TV shows that Family Ties and a whole bunch of other, you know, 80s sitcoms or something that I would watch on a regular basis. And uh, no surprise, you know, she started off uh, being in the Main Street Electric Parade. Um, she was a she was a she helped with the fairies. She was an assistant to them. She was friends with the fairies there. So, uh, you know, no surprise that that's how she got her start. I'm not gonna lie. I had to look her up. I feel bad. Like now that you, now that you say who it is, and I looked it up. I mean, I watched the show. You know, it was it was a great show. 
But Did you? I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I watched I, it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't, because you know those are the kind of TV shows that were around in my childhood. And obviously, I know there's an age difference. Um, so I was surprised you actually watched that show. No, I watched that show. I think um, it was one of those things that it, it was weird because it. Let's see, Growing Pains went from eighty-five to ninety-two, so that would have been right in that kind of wheelhouse. I would have been like seven to ten years old, seven to nine years old, right there. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I caught it towards the fair end. Or maybe I even saw just replays later in the 90s because I'm sure it ran um, on television even after it didn't air live anymore. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely caught it. But when you said the name, of all the people on our list, it's the only one that I looked at and I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> but I it was good. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm uh, showing my age. But she did. I mean, starting there in Disneyland, of course, taking – uh, on some roles and helping uh, being a great friend there to the Blue Fairy. Um, she was fantastic. Dave, uh, when we say Joanne Kearns, does this translate to across uh, across the world to Australia? Growing Pains? I'm aware that Growing Pains was a show. <laughs> um, could I tell you much about it? No. I... Uh, uh, we just mentioned, Mike mentioned Family Ties. Family Ties, yeah, that's a thing. I was very familiar with that. Um, definitely got some reruns of that and maybe some growing pains, but really not um, something I was super familiar with. Like, I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. Well, you know that, I mean, Alan Thicke is one of the most famous Canadian actors of all time, according to uh, uh, Robin on How I Met Your Mother. Like, exactly. So, I mean, if you like Robin Thicke, you know, then you're there. So, um, yeah, fantastic one. We get coming in at number 10, Joe Ann Kearns. Dave, let's move on to number nine. We're moving to um, an actor, model, uh, done a lot of stuff. And this is the only one on our list who did not work at the Disney parks here in the United States. And we're talking about Tay Diggs. Yeah. Um, I... For people into uh, Broadway, and uh, he's appeared in a couple of TV shows as well, but um, well known for his Broadway performances, particularly Rent. Um, I believe he was the role of Benny without Googling it. Like, that makes me, yeah, I'm fairly certain on that. Um, and so, um, and he, yeah, um, started out with Disney. He actually did a contract in Tokyo uh, in entertainment. He's never divulged much in the way of details uh, as to what exactly he did, um, but you can bet that he was probably um, a performer, particularly with his dance ability uh, in parades and things like that. He is uh, plays a role in one of my f- top 10 horror movies of all time, and that okay. is the 1999 remake of House on Haunted Hill. Um, with Vincent Price, and you, uh, it's actually part of that film is filmed in Central Florida at the theme park down the street. If you watch the first ten minutes Ooh. of that uh, movie, it is filmed at Universal Studios. So um, there at the Hulk, uh, Mike Tay Diggs. Whenever you think about it, he's been in, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Two hundred forty nine titles to his credit, um, which some of those, of course, Dave talked about with Rent, Rent Live. Um, he was in Empire. He's been in, I mean, just look. He was in Doc McStuffins. He was in all kinds of stuff. I mean, his talents go kind of all over the place whenever we talk about Tay Diggs, and he keeps it home with the Disney company, um, doing some voice work for different Disney animation uh, films and Disney different Disney animation uh, miniseries. 
Yeah, and I'm surprised that he started overseas. You know, we talked about the fact that he started in Tokyo. Um, I'd be more, I mean, I don't know much about him, how his history, where he started from, or um, you know how that wound up coming to fruition. You know, that you don't think of somebody uh, who wants to start off as their acting career starting off in Tokyo. You know, I, I'd be curious to how he landed there. But um, that's definitely something, uh, some story that I could get into and maybe research a little bit. But uh, that's not the norm when it comes to you know wanting to get into the entertainment industry to start out in Tokyo. No, 100%. But I think it's fun, though, that you do see him kind of going overseas and getting that role and getting that gig and then using his talents that he gets in the parks. Look, I mean, I think with all of these people we talk about, the main thing you take away from this is not only the fact that you have Disney on the resume, it's not only the fact that you you know are able to meet certain people that you know maybe you move up to the company with or they move up to the company and later in life you are able to, to work with them, you know, or get a job for them, things like that. I think it's the people skills that are more than anything. You learn how to adjust on the fly, how you uh, act and, and take in different types of personalities and able to, um, you know, really change someone's day with the way you're acting. So I think that's huge. Look, Mike, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to Dave because coming in at number eight, I don't really think this is something that falls in your wheelhouse, okay? I'm going to go to number eight because I want it that way okay <laughs> and we're going boy bands and we're talking about the great kevin richardson and look you can't put one if you don't put the other backstreet boys is there nsync's got to be there too and we're talking joey fatone too so we put them one and together the boy bands made it to the parks and started there let's start with uh, kevin richardson uh, actually you know what's that let's start with joey fatone because um yeah. joey had uh you know worked for the company worked inside the parks and had some great job responsibilities Indeed. Um, working in entertainment, um, we're going to, throughout this episode, I believe, use uh, the terminology friends with so that we can keep it uh, within that Disney uh, bubble and um, not suspend uh, too many uh, younger people's um, beliefs if they're in the vehicles. So um, uh, Joey was uh, friends with Tigger, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, and used to spend a lot of time bouncing around and doing some things like that. Yeah, uh, and then, of course, we're talking about Kevin Richardson. Kevin Richardson did a lot of jobs. I want to save the best, I think, for last for us to talk about because it will be a job I think I would really enjoy. But before we do, let's talk about some of the stuff he did before he got that real main job, and that is, of course, he was friends with um, Aladdin. He was friends mm. with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Wait, he, that's uh, not his main one? That's the, that's the cool one. Come on, I want to be a ninja. I want to know which one he was friends with the best. You know, who was his best friend? I, I think they were all about the same height. So um, if you could, I don't be, think that would have impacted. If you could be friends with one turtle, who would you want to be friends with? I go Leonardo. Well, I, Leonardo? I was going to go. Yeah. But you get away with more as Michelangelo I'm or Raphael. Michelangelo. Yeah. Yeah. You get away with murder, man. You can do anything. Michelangelo is a party dude. I just ran through the list in my head. Anyway, okay, moving on. Um, But the one thing that Kevin Richardson did that, uh, I mean, look, if I am going through all the things that I really wish I could have done um, at Disney is the fact that he was able to go and drive the tram at the backlot tour. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Backlot tour. Hosting that in attractions. 
that was spilling that was right through the sets back in the day and going past the paint shop and getting all those fumes coming in on you wow day in and day out that's that's the that's the dream Spark my memory, Dave. Did the earlier years of the backlot tour, did they narrate that, or was that all automated through the uh, speaker system? No, they uh, they narrated. It was not. I was going right? to say, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, okay. there was narration provided, like in the, the final throes of it, is my understanding. For the majority of its time, it was always a uh, a spieled um, narrated by the person. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, attraction. I, I, my memory's getting, you know, my old age, it's kind of showing. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah, certain sure. things are, you know, I, I got to rent space in my head. that long ago. Like yeah, that. I got to rent space of, in my head for certain things. You kind of see it now. I mean, the closest thing to it now is a safari. I mean, where you still have that cast member, you know, doing the spiel, doing that. Um, and, jung- of course, Jungle Cruise still has that. Uh, but he, he talks about, it. he actually says in his quote, he says, it was an inspiring and an incredible cl- uh, place to come work every day. And, um, I mean, look, it's one of those things. He was at Hollywood Studios uh, when the park was known as MGM. And to be that tour guide, I mean, Dave, there's a couple different labels throughout the the parks that have tour guide after it. Mm. Um, this is yes. only really the one I can think of that's gone now that was a true tour guide. You were a you were leading a tour. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that was their job title. I'm trying to think of any others that might have gone by the wayside, but no, like most of the, as long as they don't get rid of one type of tour guide. As long as they don't get rid of the one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those Jungle Cruise Skippers tour guides, they need to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the 25-minute guided tour, man, that's 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 a great way to learn to interact with guests, to be able to riff, to be able to, I mean, if you get held up, you know, you see it on the on the Savannah whenever you get held up there that they they're able to riff. They're able to to kind of talk you through it, and I think that they, would be their B material, the B material. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah what the, what they go to. Um, so I think this is a super super cool job that we see. Of course, the boy bands. But whenever we talk boy bands, Dave, they kind of got their start in Central Florida. I mean, that's kind of where they were formed. And you know, you oh, see, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, you see a lot uh, of the guys uh, coming from the Disney Company, not in the parks, but they were. You know, Justin Timberlake was a uh, like. Um, the- yeah, and then they got bored of trying to find original names, and they, the third one out, they just called it O Town. I mean, come on, they weren't <laughs> even trying by then. Like, uh, <laughs> ninety-eight degrees, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, how right. hot is it today? It's ninety-eight degrees. Oh, okay, let's just name yeah. it that. Okay. That's fine. Uh, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's that's good. Uh, moving on, Mike, coming to you. This next guy, I think he's probably had the most interaction with the Disney Company uh, over the last. I would say twenty years. He plays such an important talk about growth. <laughs> you talk about talk about moving up in the company. Holy moly! And we are going to the great John Lasseter at number seven. Yeah, starting out as a street sweeper. I mean, let me tell you. Uh, you know, I I always have huge respects for anybody, no matter what your job is, wherever you are in the park, whether it's something you find to be you know minuscule or whether it's something as good as being a VIP tour guide. I mean, whatever it is in the park, you serve a specific function to keep the park running. And to literally start off at one of those entry-level jobs where you come in and you don't have, um, you know, I mean, you just have to be a people person. You have to be, you know, uh, reliable and come to work and, you know, perform your job duties. And to make it to where you are today, 
holy cow i mean he's definitely been the uh you know one extreme to the other and i think when when you've when you've kind of gone up the ladder and you become that successful i think they usually make for good bosses and make for good company men because uh they know what the what the people starting out in the beginning kind of go through so i think anyone who kind of rises through the top and have gone through the ranks i have a lot more respect for somebody like that and to literally start off as a street sweeper to end up where he is now is pretty amazing yeah, Dave, I mean, he goes from working in the parks to immediately once he's kind of doing that as he's in school, once he graduates, immediately gets a job as an animator with Walt Disney Productions. And I think that sets him on his path to, you know, of course, Academy Awards. Uh, it, he ends up becoming um, uh, director of Disney Imagineering for, for, a, for a stint. Um, I mean, the guy has been so influential on so many different projects for the Disney company with Pixar involved. And if you mm. think about it, that's you know what it, it, it's it speaks volumes, Dave. To you see people walk around the parks, and people have always asked me, said, "What kind of you, what job would you want if you were at Disney?" And yes, there are very cool jobs like yours. You have an amazing. That's very cool. But working in on you know uh, like as a street sweeper, you know you really don't have an area that you're stuck to. You get to interact with guests every single day. You can oh. make make people's day by just little itty bitty things that you can do for them everybody who comes out of custodial talks so highly about their time there whether they're in leadership whether they're a, co a coordinator whether they're one of the front line and it's one of those jobs that you initially go oh that's gotta that's gotta be tough but right they, yeah but they get like so so much like wiggle room with what they do and i mean our custodial cast members also get trained on how to draw uh characters using the water on the pavement mm -hmm. and things like that like there's the these fun elements of what they do it's not just you're going to this trash can picking up this bag replacing the bag and moving on to the next one like definitely that's part of it but there's there's so much to do um while we're talking about john lassiter i actually have uh, a really quick tidbit about him uh which came in a recent update in one of the areas of our parks because uh we've already talked about toy story land on a previous episode mm -hmm. and we talked about some of the great design elements that they use over there uh one of the things that i pointed out is that on the box of rex when you're in line at slinky dog it's got the original date uh on a of the release of toy story on a on a uh price tag uh where it says 11 1995 um and they just did uh the store as you exit uh toy story mania you now actually walk through a merchandise store uh they moved it from being the little offshoot and they uh did some redesign over there and now when you go through that store uh there's a price tag on the ceiling that reads uh january uh 01 and uh january 12th 1957 is the birthday of john lassiter so he actually gets his birthday acknowledged right there on the ceiling uh of the gift shop that's really cool and that should be yeah. i mean he's just he's he's so influential on i mean if we look at it disney goes through this kind of rebirth with animation and then disney is on the forefront with teaming with pixar on going into the computer side of the animation which goes on to now become the the quintessential way that it's done and disney was right, but there he first didn't, and he led pixar through that turbulent time yeah. of contract negotiations back and forth the late eisner years the challenges they had there um iconic in that role um and in leading that department 
Um, the I, my other fun story, really quickly about him, is that he is. Uh, I get to meet all sorts of uh, interesting people in my job, and I actually once got to shake hands with him. Uh, I was. I wasn't. Uh, on tour with him or anything, but I was assisting, making sure things were running smoothly and a vehicle pulled into Magic Kingdom and I opened a door and he was standing right there getting out of the vehicle mm. and he goes, hi, I'm John. And I went, uh, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was all I could say to him. So, uh, but yeah, so, uh, just a quick brush with him and, uh, was really nice to, to meet, uh, on the fly before, while he was headed off to some event that he was there for. So, but crazy. Yeah. John Lasseter, uh, starting a, sweet, a street sweeper going on to become one of the most, uh, powerful and influential people with Disney. Uh, so listen, when you're walking by, uh, if somebody is sweeping, cleaning up the trash, you may be staring at one of the next great Disney legends uh, right there in front of you. Uh, super, super important. Moving into the top five. Look, whenever I heard this guy worked at Disney, I instantly oh, we, thought... we missed one. Oh, did we? We skipped six? Oh, we did. I can't six. skip we, we, six. What am I doing? can't skip six. This is huge. You know why? She's kind of really important. <laughs> She's so important. I mean, we are talking all kinds of awards and uh, super important winner of... Uh, not America's Got Talent, but American Idol. American Idol, Idol. season three, she won. And uh, here's why I love. Look, we did have Tay Diggs, who, of course, worked overseas in the Disney parks. This is our only one that worked on the cruise ships. And we had to include her. And we are talking about the amazing Jennifer Hudson. Uh, worked on the Disney Wonder. And Dave, she was in the uh, awesome, awesome, awesome stage performance of Hercules as one of the muses. Really good. Yeah. Um, one of the original shows on the on the ships back in the day, it was called Hercules the Musical. Um, and uh, yeah, she uh, played one of the uh, one of the muses uh, right there um, on stage and um, did a lot of performing there before going on to be discovered through American Idol and the subsequent uh, the the subsequent career that then uh, grew out of that. Uh, not only that, she is also um, by a great little tie-in. She then went on to uh, get asked back to be the um, the fairy godmother uh, for the christening of one of the Disney Cruise Line ships. Um, I'm trying to think. Was it Dream? Might have been Fantasy. I think it was Fantasy. Okay, fantasy, yeah. Um, but yeah, which was incredible, a, a huge honor to, um, but a great acknowledgement of uh, her roots starting out there and coming full circle to come back uh, after she became famous in her career to then contribute that back to the company. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, look, she won, uh, she's won Academy Award, she won an Academy Award, she's won Grammys, I mean, she's so decorated as a performer. And Mike, to get your start on the cruise ships, look, that's the one thing we've always said about Disney whenever we see stage productions, whether it be in the, in the parks or on the cruise lines, it's top notch. I mean, it is literally uh, coming off Broadway style productions. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Dave, if you weren't so afraid of Simon Cowell, you could have been in the same position she was because you both had a similar oh. start, right? Being on the cruise ships. But, he, uh, he's but, just intimidating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's same start, similar story to you, Dave. I, working I, hate, on the cruise I ships. hate when British people yell at me. It just it upsets me. <laughs> like. <laughs> but, uh, well, but yeah, now she, we're she, going she, to move. 
just, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Fan, fantastic singer. I, I wonder if it was weird for her walking around Hollywood studios and seeing the American Idol building there and stuff like that too. You know what I mean? Because I mean that that's you know how it all kind of ties in together. But uh, uh, fantastic singer, and I'm glad she uh, was able to make it so big the way she did. Katie still will not forgive me for not trying out for American Idol when it was there. Well, thank you. You would have had a ball. You think so? No, like, uh, don't get me wrong. Katie was right. It would have been terrible for everybody else, but uh, like, you would have loved it. Oh, I, I would have. Oh, I would have. Oh, but here's the thing: it's your whole day. Like, totally worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you always talk about the embarrassment aspect. Like, that is the ultimate embarrassment aspect. You're talking. 200-ish people in the audience that were going to walk around knowing that you absolutely tanked it on stage earlier that day. That is, I got a golden, golden. ticket, man. Why are, you th- why are you throwing me the wolves, dude? Yeah, I would have been the Willy Wonka of that thing that day. I would have had the golden you ticket. Think? Isn't that an interesting concept? This kind of, let's, let's sidetrack for a second. <laughs> Isn't that an interesting concept that Disney was like, okay, we've got this hit show. It's the number one show in the United States. Let's do an attraction or do you know a show in... MGM or Hollywood Studios, whatever it was time. And we're not going to even cast it. We're going to request that our guests cast themselves each and every day to be able to put a production on. So already you're saying, oh man, I hope there's enough people that will want to do this on a daily basis that we can can put this out. And then they're like, okay, I know what we'll do. We will then uh, play up the fact that, hey, if you're good enough and if you win... We will give you a golden ticket to skip the line at an American Idol audition because that's what you right. want. Right. Um, there were a number of people um, that received golden tickets that went on to do quite well in in that um, particular process and uh, go through to the finals and things like that uh, based on that all started with a random performance in – Disney's Hollywood Studios, it also became a great option for somebody who was really serious about it that wanted to uh, get through to that level to just sort of jump that line and know that they were going to get in front of judges and at least get seen to potentially keep moving forward in it. Um, I have a friend that was actually in charge of walking around um, and assisting in the recruitment Maybe building some people's egos okay. up and saying, yeah, you'll be great. Let's go. Yeah. Like, this. What could go wrong? You know what I mean? Right. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Like, yeah. So we sat through it multiple times. I mean, it was like it was going to a glorified karaoke bar. Um, Correct. That was inside of Hollywood Studios. It's very strange. Wait, wait. We should probably get back on track. Let's get back on track. Moving into the top five here. Now we can move to now. the guy who I. Whenever I saw that he worked in the Disney parks, he was a cast member, I thought, oh, I know exactly where he worked. I bet he was at Downtown Disney in Pleasure Island at the Comedy Warehouse where they would do improv because he is the great, the amazing, the comedic Wayne Brady. Mike, this guy is absolutely hilarious, and I could see him doing something like that, but that's not what he did. 
No, it wasn't, um, surprisingly. Uh, you know, he was um, very good friends with some of our, you know, furry friends, with Winnie the Pooh, with Tigger, um, you know, surprisingly. I, I particularly like him because whenever I call him sick for work, I get to watch him on Let's Make a Deal. He, he was one of my favorite guys there. I think he does a better job than um, some of the previous hosts of the show, so I enjoy him on there. Funny comedian, great guy, and... Um, yeah, he definitely uh, he definitely got his start in the parks, and um, you like I said, you wouldn't think that that's who it was. So you never know who when you're in the parks, who's friends with specific, you know, uh, let's say uh, princesses and princes and characters uh, where they might actually end up being someday. And surprisingly, he's got a uh, very fantastic career and a great TV show. Fascinating that uh, part of his job was to literally not talk <laughs> and he's got a great singing voice he's uh he's a charismatic uh conversationalist and uh a great with uh the guests on that show um to justin's point earlier though i i jump immediately to whose line it is it oh, anyway exactly uh with his improv skills and scenes from a hat and just uh incredibleness that came out of that um he was iconic in that for years so um but yeah didn't really talk all that much when he was working at disney yeah super interesting um that that's he was a you know a friend of of some of those amazing characters that we got to see and that's how he kind of got his start in the disney parks because i think like the josh gad situation he could have been utilized in so many different ways and maybe it just didn't quite fit for that time so that just shows you that look your time may be coming you know that perfect job may be right around the uh right around the corner let's move to number four i look i i'm excited about number four Number four for me, uh, we share a birthday. Um, she's in some of my favorite movies of all time. She is a part of the Marvel Universe. Um, and we're talking about Catwoman. I mean, she plays some fantastic roles. And that is the great Michelle Pfeiffer, Dave, uh, working at the Disney Catwoman's Wars. DC. Well, yeah, but she was also in Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah, that too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Ant-Man was like, in the Wasp, she was in it, that. It, 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 didn't, uh, it didn't really link up for a second. She was in Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Fine, all right. Michelle Pfeiffer is amazing. To her name, she has 265 titles, and her newest title that is about to come out has not been released yet, and uh, she will be reprising her role as Mindy Simmons on The Simpsons coming up. Oh, there you go. All right. Um, I, I jump to things like... Um, she was in Greece too, wasn't she? Back in the day. Ooh, was that her? Okay, uh, hold yeah. on. I'm taking us off the railings again. And then also she was in uh, Hairspray, the movie. Yes, yeah, she was in Hairspray. Based on the musical. Okay. Grease 2, very <laughs> underrated film. Oh, like, it's wonderful. I love it. Like, it is yeah. It is so campy. When they when he drives the motorcycle. I'm a little concerned about you and I bonding over this right now live <laughs> in an episode. But when, please, when keep They're continue. at the Hawaii pool, the, the luau pool party, <laughs> and he drives the motorcycle over the pool. Oh, you know? yeah. Uh, that's, that is, <laughs> yeah. Grease 2, really underrated. Everybody's like, oh, Grease is so good. You know, Grease is the word, whatever. Dude, I'll take Grease 2, man. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a contrast between you two and me because when I think of Michelle Pfeiffer, my favorite actress that she was in was in Scar was in Scarface with Al Pacino because yeah. that was there one you of go. Her, that was yeah. one of her best roles. She was fantastic in that, and uh, as Tony Montana's girl, she was a fantastic actress. 
Yeah, well, as far as the parks, I mean, she was uh, friends with, you know, some of those great characters that we see in the parks. Uh, I'm sure if you went, you were able to get some uh, photographs, which she was in the background as well, um, and uh, being a part of that. I think that's, look, a lot, we're seeing a lot of actors kind of, you know, cut their chops, kind of get their start um, by interacting with people on a daily basis. And it's really, really huge whenever you talk about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and of course, Cruise Line and the International Disney Parks as well. That these people go on to, you know, stardom to be celebrities in Hollywood, but they started out with these jobs that a lot of people have in college, you know, in the Disney College program, or uh, jobs that you know people keep for long periods of time because they just love the company so so much. Uh, so it's super exciting to see. Mike coming to you for number three. This is probably we're getting these top three. It's really hard to say one's more famous than the other. Because they're all extremely famous whenever we talk about these three. And we are talking about the great Steve Martin, who I think had one of the coolest jobs at Disney of all time. Yeah, he worked in a magic shop for eight years uh, over in Disneyland, and that's where he kind of learned a lot of stuff. He took a lot of these those magic tricks, and he kind of brought them into his comedy acts, uh, which was very, very cool. Uh, one of my favorite movies that he was ever in was Parenthood. I, I love that movie. Steve Martin was a great comedian. And um, you can kind of see how a lot of that stuff carries over from what he learned in those magic shops to his stand-up comedy routine, if you look at some of his early stuff. So uh, world-famous actor, you know, actor. He's been, you know, been around forever been doing it for a long time eight years with the company and um you know that's one of those people that they they take to their job they love their job they do what they do and then they carry it over later in life and you know what they learned from those years they they you know they were able to bring over and made a success out of it dave how old were you when you started with disney i was uh 24 okay perfect you got it started a little late uh steve martin got started at age 10 um oh. yeah he uh, they actually bought a house about two miles from disneyland he said and he said, at age from age ten to eighteen, he worked at the park after school on the weekends. I was going to say, I think child labor laws were different back then. They were certainly uh -oh. different. Uh, first, he sold guidebooks at the gate. Um, then okay. he did uh, sold souvenir spinning lassos in Frontierland. He said the ropes were hard to sell, uh, so he did that. And then, of course, he went on to work there in the magic shop in Fantasyland of Disneyland. Super, super neat. Super cool. He used to sell some fake vomit and sell that kind of stuff. Did cards uh, tricks. What's all not the, to love about some fake vomit? All the good stuff. I mean, that's true comedy Yay. legend right there. <laughs> uh, Steve Martin goes on to become one of the most iconic actors, comedic actors of all time. I mean, Saturday Night Live, he is, you know, in the top tier of uh, Saturday Night Live, you know, people who have been part of that cast. He's one of the most prolific hosts of that, I think, I as think well. I think he is like, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, super cool to see him. Dave, when I say Steve Martin... Um, you know, I think the jerk, I think, uh, you know, a couple other things. It's just, he's fantastic in everything he does. Like he was an iconic comedian of an entire era of movies and through those, uh, through that sketch comedy that built into it, like that built him up to it, like just an incredible actor performer and fascinating to see that so many elements of uh just before we started you were talking about like the magic trick of the arrow through his head and things like that that we then went on to see later in his career him still utilizing these gags and these uh elements of that performance aspect of the sale um coming into yeah the the remainder of his time as a performer so whenever we talked previously you know like we talked a little bit about like tay did talk about jim hudson and 
Wayne Brady and Michelle Pfeiffer and, and all those people, Joanne Kearns, we we would mention I, – I was trying to do this just so people would get an idea of how prolific Steve Martin is. I would say how many titles they were accredited with throughout their yeah. career. We were a couple of hundred most of the ones you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, 230, 240. Yeah. Um, at this time, Steve Martin has 537 titles to his name of projects he has worked on. Only. Wow. Which shows, Mike, I mean, the guy... I'm not surprised by that number at no, all. No, I mean, the guy has longevity in the business, and for it to really, the first step, be at the gates of Disneyland is incredible. Yeah, you're talking about an industry that's not that forgiving. I mean, if you're not good for a little bit of time, you know, you're kind of washed to the side. So he's definitely had a successful career, and it was nice to see that he was able to catapult that and uh, start his career with some things that he was able to pick up from his job. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see these guys and girls and what they're able to do and how they're able to go from one thing to the next. Not only that, not only that, if you consider that he started at age 10 working mm-hmm. for the Disney company, he's now 77, which means he's been working for 67 years. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Amazing. I mean, it's, it's just absolutely amazing. Right, Let's move on to number two. Um, right now, his popularity has soared uh, with moving into the TV side of things with one of the biggest hits on television currently going on. It is everywhere. He has won two Oscars. He's won 61 other awards to his name, has had 69 nominations for major awards. Um, you know, we were talking about uh, filmography and how many titles he has. We're talking 403 titles to his name. He is a, he, when you talk A-list actors, he is at the top of that, you know, kind of pyramid of A-list actors in Hollywood. And this guy got his start working in the Disney parks, cutting his chops. And we are talking about the great Kevin Costner, Dave. It is absolutely amazing that Kevin Costner had one of the coolest jobs at Disney. Yeah, I mean, he certainly did. Um, like, it, you know that it's a job that I would have, I've always said that I want to do. Like, um, anybody who knows me knows that it's the one thing I wish I could have gone back and done at some point in my time at Disney. Who doesn't want to be a Jungle Cruise skipper? Um, like, ah, I love it. Amazing, incredible. And then to, to then look at what he has gone on to do, like, um, so much of Jungle Cruise Skipper is that deadpan, keeping the straight face, playing the 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 straight down the line, but saying the funny things at the same time. But then he's turned that into such a serious, uh, such serious acting roles as uh, The Untouchables, uh, Field of Dreams, Dances with Wolves, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, The Bodyguard. Um, and who can forget Waterworld? Come on. Look, I mean, I don't hate it. It's it's really. Mike, I think it goes down as like the most one of the biggest losses in cinema history is what they've said. It is, yeah. From production mm-hmm. costs to earning, yeah, yeah, and and surprisingly too, because they had a pretty good cast going with that, and I'm surprised it flopped as well as as much as it did. Um, but like I said, he he's got a long resume of amazing things. Laura and I just basically jumped into the Yellowstone series. I know we were kind of behind so the time good. on that. We've been watching it, and he's been amazing in that. Um, you know, Field of Dreams. I mean, just really, really, really good. Uh, you know, fantastic movies, uh, A-list celebrity. Um, I, I would love to go back in time and see if there was some kind of old video of him actually as the Jungle Cruise, you know, oh. what his stick 
was, how he was. I mean, obviously, it was a very, very long time ago. No one had their phones out recording. But um, I would love to see him in his early years actually performing and doing that, um, you know, way before he got his, you know, feet wet in the real movie industry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, I think he's one of my top five actors of all time. I mean, everything he touches is is just fantastic. Like, I, just the other day, I bought JFK and I bought 13 Days. If you've never seen both. Two incredible unbelievable. films. Unbelievable. Big fan of both I mean, of he's just, he, he's, yep. he just, I mean, he is, a, when I think movie star, I think Kevin Costner. Yeah. And to get it started as a Jungle Cruise. So every time I go now, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to take a selfie with every single Jungle Cruise skipper for the rest of just, in, just case. in case they become the next Kevin Costner. I think it's solid think it's plan. <laughs> solid plan. And like not at all weird. Well, here's the thing. Not at all. The weird. odds are in my favor, Mike, that at that, some point a Jungle know, that, Cruise skipper is going to become famous because we are at number 1. And I know that all of everyone listening right now if you're a Disney fan, you're screaming, you're going, there's no way you can leave this guy off the list. I mean, it's just not possible because he has done so much for the Disney company. And we're talking about Flubber. We're talking about uh, Aladdin. I mean, we're talking about old dogs. We're talking about all kinds of different things that this man has either lent his voice to or he has been an actor in. And we're talking about the late, the great, the amazing, incredible Mr. Robin Williams. Mike started at the Disney uh, Parks Really getting his uh, comedic timing down as mm-hmm. a Jungle Cruise skipper. Take a selfie, people. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's yeah. You know my 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 early days of obviously uh, of Robin Williams to me. Well, after I'd watched Growing Pains, I'd probably watch an episode of Mork and Mindy, and he was amazing on that show too as well. Um, and the big movie that he really made a splash on when I was a kid was Tootsie. That was one of the, the famous movies that he kind of you know kind of broke the mold with. Um, that was a huge movie at that particular time. Um, great great actor. Obviously gone too soon. Um, yeah, like I said, started as a Jungle Cruise skipper. Uh, fantastic Disney career on top of that, you know, doing Aladdin. Um, it was it was an amazing, amazing career that he had. It's a shame that it ended the way it had to end. Um, but yeah, like I said, take take those pictures with the selfie. Take the selfies with the uh, Jungle Cruise skippers because uh, and and when you think about it, and when you think about the personalities of the, the skippers and what they have to do, it almost it, it's kind of the definition of how he was when you would see him portray or you would see him when they would catch him live on a TV show. Not a lot of stuff was scripted, but he would always have that kind of humor, slapstick, just come back with something really quick. So, uh, yeah, he definitely fit that mold perfectly. Dave, whenever we talk about Robin Williams, I think he's probably the most iconic Disney celebrity when we talk about animation and when we talk about um, film and and I, I just I don't know he he's he he was such a larger than life figure and we talked about we've kind of gone through this and this is the reason I did this coming in at number one the great Robin Williams is uh, accredited with 722 titles to his name wow that's huge and not only that like big titles huge. titles that like still continue to define generations um uh, we you mentioned 
Aladdin and a couple of those important ones to the Disney company. But there were other parts where like Touchstone put their faith mm-hmm. in him very early on in the piece and said, we're going to, we're going to double down on this guy and we're going to give him a whole lot of wiggle room to do some, some incredibleness. Uh, Good morning, Vietnam, dead poets society. Um, to name a couple patch Adams, uh, coming through as well. And of course, Jumanji, like just big, big name movies. You can Mrs. Doubtfire, Birdcage, um, Night at the Museum, and of course, uh, went on to uh, being Goodwill Hunting as well. Let me run you, th- which just- let me run you through a twenty-four month period, okay, of his titles. <laughs> okay. You ready? This is all in the space this of two all in the space years. Of Twenty-four years. months, okay. Jumanji starts Do you have it. the years. Night starts in nineteen ninety-five. Okay. okay? Okay. Uh, 1995, he actually had some other ones, too. He was in uh, Nine Months, uh, Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, oh, yeah. um, and yep. Aladdin on Ice, the TV movie. We're skipping those. Jumanji, moving into 96, The Birdcage, 96, Jack, super underrated movie. If you've never seen Jack, oh, talk yeah. about an absolute just tearjerker and also comedic timing and laughs, absolutely amazing. 1996, Aladdin, The King of Thieves. Um, 1996, The Secret Agent, Hamlet. Uh, he was, of course, a guest star on Friends. Uh, Father's Day, coming into 1997. Okay. Deconstructing Harry, 1997. Flubber, 1997. Goodwill Hunting. Uh, Disney Math Quest was Aladdin, if you want to play some games. Um, what, and then uh, oh. What Dreams May Come pa- and Patch Adams roll out the 24-month period. Wow. Huge. Incredible. Um, what You mentioned something. Oh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves, which oh, is, uh, in great. my opinion, one of the best... Uh, sequels of any animated Disney movie. Um, maybe maybe Lion King one and a half is also way up there as well. Um, we should do an episode just on... <laughs> of sequels. Uh, I'd love it because there's so many. D- direct uh, the, direct Little Mermaid, the second Little Mermaid, so good. Yeah, Return yes. to the Sea with Melody. So good. Yeah. Like Fantastic. there's some great songs Amazing. in there. Like Melody is, Melody yep. is such a good character because she yep. is her mom but she doesn't think she's her mom. You know, her mom's become this, Correct. what she thinks is like boring, doesn't want to be adventurous at all, keeps her away from the things she loves. Um, I Yeah, that's a great one. We used to watch that all the time. Not only that, was that when we also met we Morgana, did meet Morgana, the sister yeah. of Ursula, yeah. um, who then went on to be in the TV show, but was voiced by the same mm-hmm. person as Ursula. I just, okay, we Who maybe totally was creepier. Morgana may have been creepier. Like, oh, I yeah. think she was. Like I think she was, she was um, way more underhanded. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, so that was there. Um, well, I tell you what, it's look. I mean, for me, we talk about this from Joanne Kearns to Robin Williams. There are so many great celebrities that got their start in the Disney parks. I mean, it is absolute. Wait, we mentioned. Wait, really quickly, we mentioned Robin Williams without saying the word Popeye. Oh, I know. Well, so here, here's okay. Let's do this real quick. There's so much stuff. What is? your favorite Robin Williams movie that maybe other people either haven't seen or wouldn't think of, of being there. I'll start since I'm asking the question, give you all a minute. Mine is RV. I own it on, on DVD and I own it digitally. I love that movie. The big old rolling turd. I mean, it is fantastic. It is great. Like comedy. It's a little sad as a dad to kid. Mike, I think you would love it. Have you ever seen RV? No, I haven't seen it. Oh that my yet. gosh. So the movie starts and it's 
I've oh, seen it. It's hilarious. He starts and he it's he's, he's reading a, or doing like um kind of like bedtime stories with his daughter and she's like dad you know and she's like I'll never want you to stop talking to me and literally the next scene is like the daughter's like you're so stupid you know because uh, she's a teenager she's like sixteen and he wants to take this time with his family but he also has some work obligations so he rents this RV to go and it's fun man it is just a fun fun movie um. Really can't recommend enough. So that is my underrated Robin Williams movie. Um, Mike, how about you, man? I can't think of an underrated movie off the top of my head. I'm not sure. I mean, what like I said, my favorite one of my favorite movies with him is Good Morning Vietnam. I love that movie. I mean, uh, that the they even showed that that was at the end of the great movie ride. You know, you go to that last scene yes. and they were having yelling that out. I used to love that part. That that you know, good movie. I'm not even gonna say because I couldn't. This is do not it a test. This is rock and roll. Time to rock it from the Delta to the DMC. Is that me or does that sound like an Elvis Presley movie? Vivo Danang, whole Vivo Danang, Danang me, Danang me. Why don't they get a rope and hang me? Hey, I can actually do most of that movie. Um, that's probably not what this episode is about, but in case you're ever wondering, I can quote probably a solid 60% of it right I now. It. We'll see an episode like, on that. I like it. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. Dave, I'm gonna get, what's yours? And if you don't say it, I'm going to give you one. <sighs> okay, so I've got a couple of things that I want to make mention of because uh, Bicentennial oh, so Man good. was incredible. So good. So yes. good uh, back in the day. And Jack. we also didn't mention Hook. Hook. How did we not mention Hook right now? There's just so many things in this list that we can keep mentioning. Like, Hook is one of my all-time go-to favorite movies ever. Like, there's this wonderful line where he goes, um, where he's fighting Dustin Hoffman at the end, and he goes, you're not as big as I remember. You're a lot... Uh, you're not as yeah. big as I remember. And Dustin Hoffman goes, to a 10-year-old, I'm huge. I'm huge. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and in Hook, you also had uh, Glenn Close play a random pirate, which is one of my favorite moments in that we whole We didn't movie, say Miss so. Doubtfire either. So, Miss, I mean, you oh got like goodness. so many great ones. Let me give you a really uh, one. And the birdcage is amazing. Let me give you one. That's a oh, little more on the adult side. Martha Graham, Martha Graham, yeah. Martha Graham. Uh, is uh, a really underrated one. We're talking about the great uh, Ed Norton is in it. Danny DeVito's in it. John Stewart's in it. And, of course, Robin Williams is the lead. Have you ever seen Death Smoochie? It is hilarious, but it is a, it's a little more adult. It is rated R, so make sure, uh, you know. Don't, don't watch <laughs> okay, that with kids yeah. because uh, it is about you know some some characters some fluffy characters really really funny so check out Death the Smoochie really good. You know we talked about taking selfies with you know, Jungle Cruise captains and taking selfies with maybe some custodial people because we all started out somewhere and they've all come through the company and you know what if you get that selfie and you wind up having somebody that winds up being famous someday post it on our Facebook page we have an amazing DDP today Facebook page and it brings me to my favorite thing every week and that would be picks of the week. Picks of the week. It's time for us to get our picks of the week. All right, guys, it's that time of the week again. You know how much I love my picks of the week. I'm so glad to be back on a regular basis and get some of my picks in. Um, Justin, why don't you give me your pick of the yeah, week? Yeah, super excited, too. I always love going first. That rarely happens. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with the great Laura Fee. She said, my son's been rocking this Yoda Santa hat at his Christmas band concert since sixth grade. Now he's in 11th grade. Because of where he sits, it's usually hard to get a pick, but she got a picture of it. I love – look, we're talking about it right now whenever we talk about these celebrities. One thing they do – 
continuity. They keep it going, and to stay every single year for your band performance for Christmas that I'm going to wear my Yoda Christmas hat, I love it. Keep it going. Keep rocking that forever. I absolutely love it. And also, getting super excited. We're getting closer to the holidays, so uh, really love seeing all these Christmas pictures. Very cool. Great pick. Dave, what's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week is going to go to Lindsay Ray, who decided that she was headed out on a Disney cruise and uh, went on the wish, uh, a couple of great photos, um, and her little one got to um, do bibbidi bobbidi boutique uh as a birthday present for her daughter ella um and elijah apparently is very into vegetables and they found some on board to make sure um some great photos and great memories made and just a wonderful time to uh spend with the family and so they get my pick of the week very good pick uh, my pick of the week this week is going to go to a very special family that's near and dear to our hearts. Uh, it's an amazing family. It's been part of our, our DDP community for a long particular time, uh, for, a long, for a long period of time. They, they've been fantastic to us. They've been good. They're, they're our, you know, our West Coast extension over there. You know, they're holding it down for us. They're keeping everybody together over there. Uh, and obviously, when I mention the West Coast and how much we love the people out there, it has to go to the Smith family. And one of, one of my favorite posts this week, and it has to go with uh, the Smiths, and it happens to be Irene posted a picture of Nate Smith and congratulations to Nate he just graduated the Maricona Copa Sheriff's Department and um, I am very proud of him the two of us have been messaging each other the last you know few months because we've been going through the same thing uh, you know me re- relocating down to South Carolina and joining the uh, Horry County Sheriff's Department and him joining the Sheriff's Department over there so uh, it's, it's been tough I know how tough it can be I know how tough it can you know how the how grueling it can be the testing the stuff that you got to go through and and just the emotional strain and to my Brother in Blue, I tell you, fantastic for you. From all of us here at the Disney Dad Podcast family, we, you know we love you guys. Thank you so much for what you do. And uh, Nate, you have my pick of the week. Yeah, congrats, man. That is that's absolutely awesome. I know how hard he worked for that. I'm super super proud of you, brother. Uh, guys, this has been an awesome show. Look, if you're listening right now, I want you to take just a second. Click that link right below for Give Kids the World. Go share it with your friends, your family. I know a lot of you have already donated. Um, if you want to, you can collect donations and bring it in. You can actually create your own um, kind of link underneath our profile uh, for Give Kids the World. They can do it directly, and that'll count as money that you donated. So just share that. Let's get this goal. Let's send these families to Disney. Let's get these kids some uh, some some time with their their families that is away from all the struggles that they've had. You know, creating those memories that'll last a lifetime means everything. So go do that right now. Click that link, share it, uh, donate, do whatever you can. Uh, it really does mean everything. Uh, also, there's all the links right there for social media, too. You wonder how we get our picks of the week. It's right there on our Facebook group. All those are right there. You can click. And, of course, a patron. If you want to be a part of the patron family, that link is right there for you as well. Lots of different tiers that you can join at. Um, but all of them get some amazing stuff. And one of the things that's coming up is our annual DDP Today patron Christmas party coming up on December the 18th at 8.30 p.m. A Zoom. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do some Disney trivia. We're going to do some giveaways. Lots of fun coming with that. So looking forward to that as well. Guys, been a blast. I absolutely love chatting about some Disney celebrities and how they got their start in the parks. Let's close it up. Mike, come to you first. 
yeah, it was great seeing you guys this week. I was so glad I got a chance to record with you. Uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to the DDP Zoom coming up this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, some great people over there. Uh, you know, Obviously, if you want the link to join, join us. We're going to have a great DDP Zoom uh, today. I have a great DDP uh, Patreon episode today talking about who we would cast for the specific jobs in the parks. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to it in a little bit. Dave? Oh, I am ready for that. I got some great ones coming on my list of people uh, for that, which is very exciting. Um, a really fun topic to be able to look at and to think about. And uh, as we head into the holidays, to some fun people that, to keep an eye out for in movies and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, that's where they started. So uh, it also gives me hope. I mean, there's still a chance. Is that is that what I'm meant to take away from well, this? Well, if you like, become super famous, we can didn't I be have... your assistant? Yeah, I'm really sorry that position. I just want to be like Entourage. Like, I'm not really going to do anything for you. I just want to <laughs> ride your coattails. You're like Turtle <laughs> in Entourage. We can be the bodyguards. We'll just get some nice suits. We'll walk around like we're important. I got an earpiece you can wear. Make it look like you're talking Ooh. to somebody. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're just really excited to be turtle. That's all I want. Okay? Okay? That's all I want. I just, just want to get invited to the parties. Okay, That's all I want to do. Uh, DDP, Today, or DDP Today family, we uh, love you. We hope you have an amazing week. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Disney community, your Disney family, and uh, letting us kind of uh, be a part of your week each and every week, talking about some Disney love. Super fun topic. Disney patron family, uh, stick around. You're up next, and we're excited to get into that. Boys? Let's go over and let's do some casting at the Disney parks. We have some fun ones to get into. Super excited about it. And everybody else, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Cheers. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.